a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A recent study by the Southern Institute found that civics education in Utah clearly needs some improvement. Often this is a pitted as a teacher versus parent versus administrator kind of battle. Uh, And yet uh, in this uh, study from the Sutherland Institute, it's part two of a series that they are doing. They've actually shown where there is some common ground and a whole lot of agreement and an opportunity to elevate this conversation. So to help us do that today, very pleased to be joined by Christine Cook Fairbanks from the Sutherland Institute. And uh, she is the Institute's Education Policy Fellow. She's a member of the Utah State Bar as well. She also knows her way around the classroom. So she has a really unique perspective on all of this. Christine, thanks for joining us today. Boyd, thanks so much for having me. So give us some of the uh, top-line data. What did you learn uh, in Part 2 of the survey there at the Southern Institute relating to civics education? Yeah, you set it up really well. Um, I think one of the takeaways here is that there is a lot of common ground between teachers and parents, um, and, and significant overlap in terms of their concerns, their hopes, their principles, and even policy ideas. So I think the first is that um, both parents and teachers see civics as a high priority in schools, but they both see it as mediocre or worse uh, in how it's actually being provided. Um, There is a supermajority between parents and educators that want to see a restoration of robust civics education. Um, And this this one's interesting as well. Both, uh, Both groups link civil unrest and sort of this divisive atmosphere that we see is is linked to a lack of civics education uh, uh, being taught properly in the classroom. So, I mean, there's plenty uh, of ways for some of the the most powerful stakeholders in the education space to come together and to to move forward to some solutions. Yeah, it seems from the study that uh, everyone agrees that students uh, aren't fully up to speed in terms of what good citizenship looks like or acts like. Uh, one of the things that caught my attention uh, in uh, your your survey work and uh, in some pieces that you've written, Christine, uh, is that both parents and teachers identified the same three critical skills that they think students have to get before graduation. Share those with us, because I think this is a fascinating way to get into the civics discussion. Absolutely. Yeah, so the top three um, that both parents and educators identified were critical thinking first, um, open-mindedness and acceptance, and then third, the responsibilities of being a citizen. So uh, critical thinking, I mean, above all, looking through the the data that came out of this um, survey, was that uh, parents and teachers want 
students to learn how to think, not what to think. So often in politics and public policy, it comes down to the content of um, education. And what's stunning here is that uh, the highest priority for both of these groups is that they want to teach critical thinking skills. And uh, that stretches into um, even media literacy and mm. disinformation and those sorts of things. So crucial. Um, that's particularly noteworthy, especially for public policymakers that want to sort of step into this area to note that this is really um, a, a, an area of consensus. Yeah. And I think that uh, learning how to learn, learning the discipline of learning, learning how to, to think critically, to to challenge your assumptions, to be comfortable being challenged uh, with your assumptions, uh, I think are so important. And I think often uh, I think parents and, and educators can get so wrapped up in what we see in the national debate in terms of theories or curriculum or, you know, specifics versus uh, things that are more general in nature in terms of that thinking style and process. Uh, what are some of the, the steps? How do you hope to elevate this conversation? And then what, what are some of those policy things that uh, you hope to see happen? Yeah, I think another area of, of uh, consensus between parents and teachers, this is a more granular thing, is that they really want to see an emphasis of civics in the elementary grades. Um, and, and and to have it integrated throughout. So as you know, right now, civics really is sort of a one-semester course at the end of high school, and then it comes along with this civics test um, that's based on the naturalization test. So that's really where it, it kind of lands. Uh, but both want to see it uh, start younger. Uh, and additionally, I just I think it's important to know that you know there is a lot of space for them to um, agree on the fact that there is a high satisfaction between parents and schools, right? So parents are highly satisfied with their schools. They're highly satisfied with their teachers, um, where they're not in the content. And I think teachers feel the same way uh, based on this data. So there's some space there to, to discuss what is the curriculum uh, and how can, we, how can we improve that. Yeah. Anything else surprise you uh, looking at the data uh, from this second round, again, from the Sutherland Institute? Uh, anything jump out at you and say, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting that? Well, I think one thing that is, is interesting to note here is that there has been some discussion about STEM, right? The states and nationally, there's a lot of discussion about STEM. Um, and that's important. This is not to take away from that. And I think there's a lot of work to be done still in the STEM area. Um, but a lot of people point to that as sort of an overemphasis that takes away from social studies and civics. So it's it worth a conversation to say, how are we balancing these? What are the priorities um, in school? And I think the point that was made several times um, throughout the research, and even in some quotes from parents and teachers, is that, uh, you know, if we don't have a society where people are contributing, if people don't understand their rights as citizens, then it might not matter so much if they become a scientist or mathematician or something like that. You need a functioning society in the first place. Uh, so really having that understanding, having that discussion in the halls of influence and power would be important. Yeah. And I just wanted to down. We got just about a minute left uh, here with uh, Christine Cook Fairbanks uh, from the Sutherland Institute. And you, you mentioned this idea of just how to think. Uh, and I know from the the parents, uh, they were looking at things of, you know, how do you teach about, you know, bias and confirmation bias and bias blindness? Uh, and how do you think about values and, and principles and, and those kinds of things? Was there any uh, findings in the study or anything that you've seen emerge in your conversations uh, that uh, give you any insight in terms of how do you get to that balance? What does that look like? So certainly I think... Um 
values and uh, principles kind of come to the top of these lists that we saw in the surveys. Um, I think probably ranking the highest also is compromise, um, open-mindedness, civility and debate. Those are things that you would take into any function in your life, not even just a, sort of a government function. So uh, I think that those are going to continue to be a high priority for parents and educators as they move forward, as well as responsibilities of being a citizen. You know, so often discussions get centered on what are people's rights. That's crucial. That's important. We need to understand those, but also to focus on responsibilities. You know, what can we give back to our communities? Uh, that's a huge value that, that shines through in the survey as well. Uh, fantastic. Christine Cook Fairbanks, appreciate your work at the Sutherland Institute and uh, the many other things that you have going on. Uh, great thinker, great writer, and uh, someone who really understands how to make sure education works uh, for students, for parents, for teachers, uh, and making that happen uh, all the way through. Christine Cook Fairbanks, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. You know, one of the things that uh, Christine wrote that uh, was significant to me, she said, you know, we should do all we can to focus reform towards principles of agreement, such as critical thinking, decoding the use of media, productive civil debate, open-mindedness, uh, tolerance, acceptance. Those are the things we can all agree on, and those are the things we all need to be teaching by how we act and how we live. Stay with us. Much more to come. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.